Good morning, everyone. It's Michael Gurley here. It's uh, April the 26th, 2021. It's been a week or two since I've posted anything. I've had a head cold. My voice is slowly recovering, and I'm enjoying getting back into the groove on this last week of April. Today, I want to share with you a thought. I called it, Is It Possible? to conquer the darkness of night. And in my blog, I have a picture of the night from my driveway looking toward the setting sun and stars alight in the sky and a fence that is illuminated from my camera that is able to take in all available light and to produce a night picture so very well. Anyway, I love the darkness of night. There's something about standing outside late at night and soaking in the darkness, the night sky. I enjoy looking at the constellations I know nothing about and watching for surprises. Satellites, shooting stars, even bats. Even when the full moon lightens the night sky and stars are hidden, yes, I even enjoy the darkness of night then. Essentially, the darkness is a place of surprise. Hear something in the bushes and you imagine all those fearful animals who hunt at night. Read a scary book and the night is a place to be feared. Why do frightful things always seem to happen at night? A few months ago, my bride and I wandered deep into the backyard late at night. I recorded the coyotes yipping. They are a dangerous animal to our pets and chickens, but beautiful when they frolic and yip in family play. And I do have a link in my blog Uh, about this. If you go and read it, you can click to it and listen to the coyotes that just sound like they're 10 feet away. We've all had scary things that happened in the dark, but you also know that the night has light, but you have to slow time down so you can capture it like the time to gather enough light to illuminate even the fence in my blog photo. It's during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light said Aristotle Onassis. We need to learn to know the night. It happens in the darkness of a cave, deep underground. The smallest light will draw everyone close. Extinguish that last glow. You hear the gasp of others who are startled by the moment. Do you dare move? What's over there? Did I hear something move? Quick, restore the light. Get to a feline. The lightless night is a friend. Their eyes are adapted to be able to see in the night. Where you and I struggle, they shine. Through my years of photography, I struggled with illumination to capture images in the darkness. Learning to keep an aperture open long enough to soak in enough light for an image to be captured is often my failure. Too long and the image is washed out. Not enough time and it's unseen. Steady the camera. Brace and still against vibrations. Open the aperture wide and long enough. Will the image arrive? Maybe the problem is not in attempting to understand the night, but in comprehending the light. In eighth grade science, Mr. Doolittle taught us that we that a shined light keeps going until it hits an obstacle. In fact, what he would have us do is to get on the roof at night in the night sky and look up with a flashlight 
and point the flashlight up to a star and imagine that we're aiming for a star that with a light that will keep on going until something gets in front of it and maybe somebody on that star, that planet, that plane flying by will see the light. Think about starlight at night. It travels faster than we can imagine. The further away we see it, the dimmer and smaller it is. But the starlight has been headed outward from its source for thousands of years and we see its historical gleam. Think about it. The light of a star is thousands of years old and has come many light years in the distance. So perhaps the problem is not the night after all. Think about it. Our light continues to shine until something blocks its pathway. Who we are is seen across the miles and through the years. It never changes. Yet, yes, it will dim with time, but that's simply the process of light. Does a star ever quit shining? Sure, but it will be hundreds and thousands of years before we know it. Jesus taught us to let our light shine before men so that they may see our good works and those that will that see will glorify God in heaven, Matthew 5:16. He even teaches that we must work while there is light because the night will come when no man can work, John 9:4. What you store up in the lit days of working will reflect during the dark days when it's difficult to get anything accomplished. It is in the darkness of night that we revel in the little light that is seen through the years. Else, why study our past, our history? What we see done in times gone by reflects our path through the centuries. Shed some modern light on the past and we are aghast by what is revealed. It wasn't perfect back then. Crude and rude comes to mind. We've glossed over the negative and positives with the dim light revealed through the years. With clarity of the modern light, we often see the past for what it was. Imperfect, insensitive, uncaring, wrong on so many levels. But that was all they knew. Modern light dispels the night. And modern light should show us the reality of back then and help us realize there was no better answer for the times. Think about the lack of contact over the miles of countryside. No phone, no internet, word of mouth news that was so full of personal slants. Even with what we see with our modern eyes are suspect in today's open economy of words, images, and slants. I read a quote a few weeks ago and it has stayed with me. I do not know the author or the work it comes from, but the words speak volumes. J.A. Baker in The Peregrine said this, Everything I described took place while I was watching it, but I do not believe that honest observation is enough. The emotions and behavior of the watcher are also facts and they must be truthfully recorded. Think about it. Even with modern light, we see from what we are. It is not necessarily what others see or experience. It's very personal. We choose how we see with modern light. Our experiences, our slanted views, our outlook on life comes into play. Each year, technology unveils new approaches to the past, and we all know what that means. Science fiction author, author C. Clarke said this, 
Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Don't believe me? Do a Google search on deep nostalgia. It's artificial intelligence that brings photos to life. It's magic. But someday it'll be old hat. You can plumb the darkness. And when it comes to certain aspects of our past, some things are the laws of who we are today and how we live or should live. The light from our past is dim. It barely pokes a hole in our darkness. Where has this thought taken me? It's my spiritual perspective I'm talking about. We live in a cultural well of identity that tells us how we are to live today. Well, a well is often a hole in the ground, and the deeper you go, the more light you need to comprehend the darkness. What's necessary about a well? The water that comes from it, not the hole dug to access it. Some wells are natural springs and they come from an underground abundant source, think spiritual source. Others require work to access life-giving water. Think about the ideal of making ourselves better with our own actions. As a kid, we tried to dig a well for a house in the country. Dad found a hand auger. We expertly guessed a place and began the arduous, circuitous route of getting to the water table below. Sandy loam does not dig well. It sloughs off faster than you can open a path. After a day, Dad decided it was time for an expert. Vanier Well Company dug rather close to our original spot and 135 feet and three hours later, we had the makings of a source of water. Accessing natural water is no different than a spiritual path. Guidance and support and knowing the right depth and location and having the best resources. So let me wrap this up. It's been 10 minutes already. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus is quoted as describing our, our walk as a light to those who are in darkness. Just as we walk in His light, we reflect what we are illuminated with. Following Jesus means we are reflecting His light, just as the moon reflects only the light of the sun. We may have a charisma that is our personality, but we reflect only what we associate with. Essentially, you have the opportunity today to improve your outlook through your years to be a better reflection of Christ. I, I have this point that I have quoted for decades. Uh, it's from an author I don't follow, and it's from a particular poem, I don't remember the title, but A.E. Houseman wrote it like this. Three men went down the road, as down the road went he. The man he was, the man he saw, and the man he hoped to be. Much of our ability to dispel light, to dispel darkness, comes from this perspective. Who you are, along with who you see, and finally in that person that you hope to be. God bless you. I hope you have a great and wonderful day. I'll see you on another morning. Enjoy.